Hi, and welcome to the Health is Power podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna Esperham. I'm an MD, a nationally recognized physician with triple board certifications in integrative and functional medicine, pediatrics, and medical acupuncture with special pain and medical intuition training and certifications in clinical hypnosis and aromatherapy. And Health is Power's goal is really to empower you to awaken your best self, connect with the true you, your higher self, heal and recover from health issues, whether it be chronic pain, illness, life stressors, feeling down, all while feeling your healthiest, full of vitality and stamina to do what you love. And as a little special, I have a little gift for you on our website at healthispower.com. We have a free brain health guide full of jam-packed evidence-based integrative therapies and supplements to decrease anxiety, depression, get better sleep, boost your brain performance and stamina. So we hope you enjoy and on to the episode. And now I'm obligated to tell you our disclaimer that Anna Esperham, MD, is a medical doctor, but she is not your doctor and she is not offering medical advice on this podcast. So if you are in need of professional advice or medical care, you must seek out the services of your own doctor or healthcare professional, as this podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, medical, or psychological services or advice. And none of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any mental or medical condition, as you are responsible for your own physical, mental, and emotional well-being decisions, choices, actions, and results. Health is Power LLC disclaims any liability for your reliance on any opinions or advice contained in this podcast. Hey everyone, this is the Health is Power podcast and I'm Dr. Anna. We have a very special guest with us. I'm super excited. You guys are going to love this today. I think this podcast is going to be huge. We've got Dr. Winnie Chan Wang with us, who is a co-author of Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. She is a trauma licensed acupuncturist. She's a shamanic Tao healer and she's a professor as well. So um, we're super excited to have you. Thanks so much for being here, Winnie. Thank you so much, Dr. Anna. I'm so excited. I love your podcast. Uh, and I follow you on Instagram. So there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to follow you now too. I'm, I'm like a little bit behind on my Instagram. I'm terrible at social media. So, <laughs> so you're um, tell us a little bit about what got you into um, writing this book in the first place. And I really want to start off too with um, so shadow work, I, I hear a lot about shadow work. And to be honest, I, I didn't really know what shadow work was. Um, until I read your book. And um, I think this is such important work that I really hope a lot of you listeners really go out, get this book. I think it's super important for you. It's a lot of what we talk about um, throughout this entire podcast is a lot of what we did during our um, uh, members club, doing a lot of the wellness foundations. Um, this is the work that we each need to do when we need to overcome a lot of health issues. So yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this. Yeah, so I am from Hong Kong originally, so I'm an Asian immigrant. And it's really funny because I have four science degrees, right? Two of them are actually from MIT, and one of them is computer science. And actually, I don't love computers at all. I'm very bad with technology. But the reason why I got into it was because I was lost. I didn't know what I was doing with my life you know, and my dad said, well, if you majored in computer science, you'll always have a job. And having been so suppressed in my childhood and so just groomed to take the SAT, you know, I was so disconnected to my life purpose. And I'm like, well, I guess a degree in computer science is going to pay my bills. So let's go, you know, uh, but thank goodness I do have this degree in computer science from MIT because I became a hacker, you know, um, literally when I fre freshman year at MIT, I didn't even know how to type a URL into my browser. That's how computer illiterate I was. <laughs> but somehow I have a near perfect GPA from MIT just by brute hard work. You know, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to keep at it and add it. And I got really good at hacking. So um, in when I gave birth to my second child, unfortunately, I had an accident during my labor. 
So I think it was too much uh, Pitocin in my body. Uh, and for the audience that don't know, Pitocin helps you dilate and you know expand to give birth. So my bones are super flexible at that moment and I'm lying crooked in the hospital bed. And so I became crooked. So after the hormones left my body, I, my spine was crooked. And because my spine is crooked, everything that can hurt hurts. Like my shoulder hurts, my lower back hurts, all the organs are sitting in the wrong place. And I went through some really dark times, which is I just couldn't live with this physical handicap. You know, it was so depressing. I can't sit in a chair for 10 minutes. I can't recline and enjoy a movie. I can't recline on a beach chair. It was just like very, very depressing. And finally, I was like, well, maybe I should go to acupuncture school. So at least I can needle myself. And so I went to acupuncture school and right off the bat, I was like the star acupuncturist because I was in so much pain every single day. I woke up and I could needle myself like brushing teeth. <laughs> oh my word. I hate needling myself. <laughs> yeah. So <Proud> of you. <laughs> I, I was in so much pain. And part of the gift of that was because I needled myself so much, I eventually became a medical intuitive. So, you know, like I would be sitting across from my patients and as they tell me about stuff, I would literally know where their blockages are. And I credit that to whatever, 10,000 hours of needling myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, you do get very in touch with the energy of your body um, through acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like my physical trauma, my physical handicap, waking up with pain every day, turn into my purpose of service, which is allow me to serve as a medical intuitive. So it was really funny because after I graduated, you know, you can say, oh, Winnie, you're very successful because within the first year of practice, I became a booked out acupuncturist. But part of me did not feel good about it because, you know, I would have cancer patients or infertility patients. And, you know, because I'm this hacker, right? I'm like, I just keep trying to hack. Why can't they get pregnant? Or why can't the cancer go away? Or why did the cancer happen in the first place? And because of my nerdy academic nature, I have four degrees. I was like, okay, I really want to study why don't people heal, right? Like, why do people get cancer in the first place? And I have a breast cancer patient. She's a yoga teacher. She's a healer. And she's like vegan and so clean and always doing these detoxes. And I was like, wow, like she's so clean. She exercised like three hours a day and she meditates. Like she was impeccable. And to me, I was looking at her like, I don't know how to help you. Like literally I'm stumped as an acupuncturist because I don't know what needling or herbs I can give you. You're already perfect in my book, you know? And that's when I started to understand that the root cause of many disease is that there's something that we're not willing to look at. You know, there's some shadow aspect of us that we've been avoiding, you know, something we're not, maybe it's a childhood trauma, maybe it's a me too, or whatever it is, some aspect of us that we want to just stuff in the closet and not look at. And it's really funny because I am an energy healer. And in the spiritual community, we talk about love and light, right? We heal people with love and light. We do blessings of love and light. And certainly that works. You know, I in the book, I talk about how I had a rape. And after the rape, I felt so isolated. And with nowhere to go, I fell into addiction. But then when I met my Taoist teacher, he gave me one blessing of the greatest love. And I went cold turkey. 
on my addiction that I've had for three and a half years. And I was like, okay, you know what? I love science, but if I go cold turkey on my addiction, I go cold turkey on my addiction. So I wanted to learn what he had to teach. I wanted to learn how to bless people. Hey, you know what? If people can go cold turkey on their addiction, let's do it, right? But then uh, last year I had a divorce. So I, my ego was completely crushed because I was like, oh my God, I talk about love and light all the time. And I talk about forgiveness. I talk about compassion, but I felt like a complete fraud because I said, well, how can I bring peace and harmony to my client's organs? Like let's say between liver and spleen, right? We love talking about liver and spleen harmony. How can I bring that to them when actually my marriage is falling apart and I have all these things going on? And so it was actually another gift, the, the really traumatic failure of my marriage led me to do the shadow work. Okay, well, let's look at why you have this happening to you. And that's when I realized, oh, wow, it's so profound and you know, Anna, you'd appreciate this because every acupuncturist has to study the law of yin yang, you know, yin yang is just the light and the shadow. And to be healthy, we need both. We need to be balanced. And, you know, let's say fire is yang and water is yin. We'd never say water is better or worse than fire. We need water and fire, right? Too much fire, we're going to burn to death, right? And then too much water, we're going to drown to death. And I think that's healing if we focus on too much positive affirmation. I am worthy of love. I got this. You know, when we're too positive, it's we're actually burning ourselves in a harmful, toxic way, which um, I probably have done so to some of my clients before my book. <laughs> but too much water, right? We also drown, you know, like I spend a lot of the times validating myself as a victim. And if I just validate, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I also never graduate right? So too much validating of the victim or too much, I got this, uh, I'm worthy, I'm love, you know, either extreme of too much light or too much shadow. Actually, it's not the formula for wellness. I so, love, I love how you put that because I mean, it, it is so, it's, it's very difficult to explain, but the that balance the yin yang balance and that is just perfect and i love how you talk about a lot of our darkness and a lot of our shadows and a lot of issues that we have um anger or depression or whatever or even trauma it's a gift and i loved how you called it a gift and and the reason why it's a gift so we can work on ourselves heal and overcome that and that was that's our true path to lead us to our authentic selves that is so beautiful and your book is just written so beautifully thank you and so i continue to apply that in my clinic so for example last week i had a client with a uti and it's interesting because she never had UTI before she had an abortion. But ever since she had an abortion, she just have recurring UTI. And so I asked her, you know, did you have the scraping procedure where you're, you know, there's something structural that they were tampered with? And they said, no, I just took a pill and it just came out. So I said, okay, there's no physical structural reason why you should be having UTI post-abortion. There's something energetic going on, right? And so in Chinese medicine, oh, that's the thing, we do tongue diagnosis, right? So I'm looking at her tongue. So there's three possible diagnoses for UTI. It could be heart fire, it could be liver fire, or it could be liver gallbladder damp heat. And just 
looking at her tongue, I was able to diagnose this heart fire. And so I'm like, okay, I can give you needles to help you with the UTI symptoms. But so that the UTI doesn't come back next month, we got to look at what is the heart blockage that is giving you this UTI, right? And it turns out that ever since she's had the abortion, she just, she's formed some kind of heart walls. Like she can't really trust the guy or she can't really trust herself. You know, it was the, the abortion was so traumatic that she just closed her heart to the man and to herself so that like, it's almost like every time they have sex again, there's a part of her that's like, whoa, like, oh my God, like, I don't know about this. I don't ever want to have that pain again. And, and so, so part of this is I get to tell her, okay, read the chapter on so-and-so, you know, to process your trauma, your heart walls, you know, to really get rid of your UTI, we need to really take a deep dive. Yeah, you're getting to the the real root cause. And so, I mean, just thinking about it, a lot of us who go into, um, like physicians who go into integrative and functional medicine, for example, we want to get into the root cause. But I mean, that's still, we're looking at biochemical, we're looking at physical energy here, and and we're really not paying attention to the emotional, to the spiritual, to that human right in front of us, because more of the, the root cause of the issues is exactly what you're talking about. It's the emotional pain that we internalize and hold on to. Um, it is the walls that we create. It's, um, you know, ignoring a lot of our shadows, I mean, that you talk about and that becomes physical illness. And so I think the way that you're practicing medicine and healing is just so amazing. And we just need more of you. (laughs) It's funny because part of the book, um, I wrote it for any healing modality, whether you're a talk therapist, whether you're Western MD or, you know, acupuncturist, massage therapist, even if you're just a self healer, you know, you want to heal yourself. It's so empowering to know that I'm going to use the word God, but really you can substitute the word for source or universe. Um, I, I love all spirituality. What I mean is, you know, God slash universe is benevolent. You know, we weren't given these UTIs as punishment, right? These are just messages for us to look into and almost see the emptiness of our suffering. And and it's so interesting too, because, you know, by no means am I graduated from the sea of suffering. I'm right there along with everybody. (laughs) So I all the time have fear and anxiety. Uh, but you know, I think the difference between me and my patients is that a lot of the times I can process them even as quickly as 90 seconds. So what's interesting is uh, I want to talk about anxiety and how people can actually turn it on and off like an on off switch. So sometimes I have clients come, they're like, oh, I've had talk therapy for 20 years. I've been on antidepressants for 20 years and I'm still here. I still have anxiety. And so I look them in the eye and I go, well, join the club. I have anxiety too. (laughs) Yes. But the difference is I somehow can turn it off in 90 seconds. And I said, do you want to know my secret? And she's like, okay, tell me a story. So this is literally what happened. So in January of 2021, this was at the height of COVID, you know, before there was any vaccines. So one time, I don't know why, but suddenly I felt this grief coming over me and I just wanted to cry. And I took a look at the clock and it says 3.27 p.m., And I have a client coming at 3.30 and I'm like, oh no, Winnie, right now it's not a good time to cry because your client's going to show up right now and you got to hold it together, right? So I look around the room and I saw a banana 
And I was like, oh, well, carb soup. So I'm, let me eat the banana and just get through this client and I'll deal with it later, right? All right, so I hear the car pulls into the parking lot and I'm like, oh, she's here. Let's, let's eat it very quickly. She comes in and sits in the chair. And it's very funny because she says she's here for emotional eating. And I'm like, oh my God, I just ate a banana like to come because I want to cry. But I'm like trying to keep this really brave face. And I'm like, first impression matter, Winnie. So just try to impress her because I want this client to come back. And at that time, I start coughing, just coughing, coughing, coughing. And so I fumble around, I drink some water, I eat a cough drop, I'm coughing more and more. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh my God, she's going to think that I'm this hungry, money hungry practitioner who doesn't try to cancel her patient out of ample precaution with COVID because I'm clearly coughing, dry coughing. And like, I'm like, oh my God, do I have COVID? And like, that's it. My anxiety train took over and I was like going off, like, do I have COVID? Do I have COVID? And at that time I caught myself and I said, Winnie, I don't care if your client thinks that you're a weirdo, but you sit your ass down on your chair and you meditate right now. And luckily for me, my spiritual channels are open. So immediately in three breaths, I saw a third eye image of a banana and I laugh so hard oh. because I was choking on a banana. Of course I'm coughing, right? So, but the funny is as soon as I saw the third eye image of a banana, I stopped coughing just like an on-off switch, just like that. The coughing went away, the anxiety went away. And I was like, wow. So what we think about coughing, we think about this as I need a cough drop, I need cough medicine or whatever, I need to drink hot water, but it's entirely energetic. You know, the second I saw the emptiness of my suffering, right? The reason I was coughing was because A, I wanted to cry. So energetically, I wanted to go out but then instead, I suppress myself, chapter 2.3, by shoving a banana into my body. And then my, my body is literally like F you and like going this way, right? <laughs> so literally, it was my body's protesting of me for not allowing the grief to come out. Like, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I love that story. That is so funny. Yeah. I I actually actually have a similar story. I, whenever I get, I don't know if I overwork myself or get super stressed or, you know, I just, you know, work myself to the ground. I am like this champion puker. Like it's like all coming up and out, I mean, down and everywhere. And I, I remember it was just a couple months ago and I, I had to drive home cause I, I commute to Kansas city and back. So it takes like three and a half hours sometimes. And an hour into it on the drive home from work on a Friday night, I literally an hour on the country roads, I just pull over and just start puking and puking and puking. And then half an hour later, I'm doing the opposite number two in the country roads out in the middle of nowhere. And then half an hour later, just puking. And I'm like, oh boy, I think I totally, I, I totally couldn't stomach all this stress. <laughs> But it's so funny how we are what we create. Like it's almost like our thinking mind creates this puking, creates this coughing. So think about being our so-called doctor when I put on a white lab coat, you know, I want to heal people with whatever evidence-based you know, medicine, but at the same time, I really want to also go into the root cause. What, what is the root cause? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm actually, since you are a medical intuitive, I'm taking medical intuitive training um, because 
yeah, last year, um, I wasn't getting anywhere with, um, my headache patients. I just, I mean, I, I did a great job at, you know, with the, a lot of the patients in pain that I work with. I, I work with a lot of kids in pain and, and I just, oh my gosh, all these kids have chronic daily pain and all the medicine. I mean, I've done everything, medicines, therapies, acupuncture, I mean, you name it. And, um, they just, you know, not budging. And then I just, knew I was like, man, some of these kids, they hate themselves. They, Mm. I I mean, I just like, it just like came to me and I'm like, there is something spiritually and emotionally going on. And I, I think we need this. I, I don't think they're going to heal without it. And so I know conventional medicine doesn't accept that I am in the conventional medicine world. Um, but I think it's the way to go. So I'm so glad you brought up this, um, headache stuff because it is very prevalent and especially since COVID we've seen an uptick of you know children and teenagers especially they're on you know their phones and laptops and computers so when I see a patient the first thing I look at is physical right so I palpate to see if there's any neck stuff And then I go down the front, I'm checking, you know, scalenes and SCM. And then actually the next stuff is to look at their abdomen because what I found in myself also, sometimes I have neck pain, but it's because there are knots in the stomach. And so I actually have to do manipulation to release the knots in the abdomen in order to free up the neck and the headache. Oh, it's so, all connected. Yeah. yeah. So we have to go all the way into the abdomen. And so a lot of the times what I find is that, you know, the neck, obviously there's a left side and a right side and the left side, we have the descending colon, which is kind of like what they're not willing to let go. And then the right side, it's like what, you know, if they eat too fast, if they're not chewing their food or if they're just not digesting their life experiences, then they have problems on the right side. So, you know, energetically, if I have trouble receiving, then there's knots on the right side. If they have trouble letting go, it's on the left side. So I'm, I do a lot of actually abdominal massage where I'm palpating and looking for these knots. And I coach them with breath work to, you know, in addition to acupuncture and herbs to release some of these blockages. And usually that's the last step. So step one also always come from, you know, neck and then go down like this part and then to the abdomen. And I'm so glad that you're taking the medical intuitive class because I also took, um, Uh, a class online class on the science of medical intuition and literally within the year I got medical intuition so is that from Caroline Miss yes that's the one I took yeah I I've been looking for hers um I I haven't seen it out yet or or maybe I'm not looking in the right places but yeah I wanted to take her course as well Uh uh-huh yeah so that was the course I took and it's so funny because the moment that's the power of declaration, right? The moment I declare I want to be a medical intuitive, I buy a course, I take a course and I do all the exercises and then I actually became a medical intuitive. Well, and we're all, I, what I realized, I was like, oh, I could never be a medical intuitive. It always, you know, inspired me. I always loved, you know, a lot of that um, energetic healing and um, spiritual healing when I was a kid and growing up and I just never knew I could. And then I don't know, all of a sudden things just started kind of flowing to me when I was kind of, I guess maybe when I was doing my shadow work, you know, going through all my anger and my grief and everything and trying to release everything, I just became more my authentic self. So maybe that's why it started kicking in. But yes, everyone has that skill. You just kind of have to really, you know, hone in on it and train with it. What's so funny, Anna, is that I am able to give medical intuition to people who have never taken an anatomy and physiology class. So one of my clients, she's a talk therapist and, you know, she's done a lot of meditations and stuff like that, but she said, Hey, you know what, Winnie, I want to be a medical intuitive to be a better talk therapist. Cause I recognize that a lot of the pain is stored in the body and I want to help 
the clients, even though it's talk therapy to release the blockages. And so she did, she just declared she wanted to be a medical intuitive. And I was surprised because she's never taken a day of anatomy and physiology. Cause to me, I was like, well, the reason why I could become, you know, a medical intuitive is because I have the science degree. I went to school, but Hey, you know what? She doesn't have it and she can still do it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just, I feel like it's going to be, you know, such a better tool, um, when that I'm going to use, I'm hoping, um, once I develop that skill a whole lot more, I'm hoping in the next year or so, and then really, really hopefully help more patients and, and release pain and, and maybe even hopefully they're going to read your book too, because I think that's a lot of their pain. Yeah. What's really interesting is that one of the things I talk about in the book is every single person has a unique gift and purpose in the world, right? Anna, your training is in Western MD, and then you have the, you know, the acupuncture, and then you have aromatherapy, and then you have this really long list of things you've done, right? So every single one of us have this really long list of things that we've done, and we can learn from each other. Like I learned from you, Anna, and like, and I, you know, my clients learn from me, I learn from my clients. And it's almost like we're just exchanging, you know, this information. And each person applies it differently, right? For example, because I do have the scientific degree in, you know, science and medicine, my medical intuition allows me to do things like energetic surgery, like, you know, Oh, so I should mention that my dad is a surgeon for 54 years. I read that in your book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the really crazy things I did is like, dad, how about you, you share with me 54 years of being a surgeon and I will share with you all of my Chinese medicine and all of my spiritual blessing abilities and we'll just you know crowdsource you download all of the western medicine surgery onto me and then I will you know share with you everything I know he's like let's do it so we literally did this exchange and let me tell you I felt this download come into me so fast so much data come into me and then the very next day it up leveled my skill as a healer like things that would normally take me 15 minutes to release because remember how I do abdominal massage so it used to take me 15 minutes to release something it would like take like eight seconds just because my dad is a GI surgeon and his knowledge of inside the body is much more than me and you know that I was like wow like I could like exchange with my dad and, and, you know, it, it's just so powerful, the kind of healing that's out there. Oh yeah. And, and I read, so I think, um, in one of the modules or courses coming up and they did talk about energetic surgery. So I think that's so interesting. You can do it energetically. And I was like, there's no way, but it just, it, it's, it happens. You can do it. I mean, it's so limitless. Um, and it's so interesting. I wanted to talk about, um, your work. I mean, also we're going to talk about your book a little bit more, but I wanted to ask you, so when you're, we know you work with, um, clients and do acupuncture and you get, um, some downloads with your, you know, when you read as a medical intuitive. So do you do it like all together or do you kind of do separate, um, consults with each patient? Yeah. So, um, it's so funny you asked this question, Anna, because, you know, like there's fast food, like cheeseburger, like McDonald's. And then there's like, you know, French, like three course meal, like that takes three hours. Right. So I really like to take my time with my clients because, you know, I don't really like to do fast food healing. So I just do a really, you know, long time. And when they come in, um, I have them fill out a medical form. So it's going to feel very clinical in the beginning because I do believe in science, right? I do mm -hmm. want to look at the MRIs. I do want to know the list of medications that you're taking. I do want to know like your surgical 
history, the, you know, I want to know what all the other physicians have diagnosed you with, right? So there is like a, we sit at a desk and we look at your history, you know, on the human realm. So there's like, I want to take the time to understand as much as possible. And sometimes there are there are terms that I don't know in Western medicine, I'll Google or Wikipedia because I want to leverage Western medicine as much as I can. Like I want a, a thorough understanding of, you know, as much as I can get. And then once they go on the table is then when I allow, you know, whatever come through, come through. And so it's really a combination of science and spirituality. And so I'm like, okay, well, I want to make the best of science and I want to make the best of spirituality. And so I would say it's really literally 50, 50. I spend 50% using my scientific brain and then 50% as a channel to let whatever come through. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and do you also do, um, do you do like distance healing as well? Like, okay. You yeah. Do, yeah. So cool. I do. And it's really funny because like one time I had a client, he had an active flare up of herpes oyster. So it's like a rash and it's painful. And he's taken a course of whatever meds that his doctor gave him, but it has, he's finished the medicine, but you know, the rash is still painful in there. And, you know, of course I can never say I can replicate the results because every time it's just like, like to me, it's like buying a lottery ticket, right? But at the end of the session, you know, that person lives in Asia. So there's no physical touching of any kind. The rash actually disappeared and the pain disappeared. And I was just like, this is really wild stuff. Like you can hear rash over the phone. And I also had this other client, you know, she had a wet cough. And so she went to a Western doctor and they listened to her lungs. And then they're like, oh, well, it sounds like pneumonia. Here's a course of antibiotics. She finished the course of antibiotics and then she even had CT scan on her lungs and it was completely free, uh, free clear. So, and then she, she called me and said, is there anything you can do? And she lives like eight hours away. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, you know, in the beginning she was coughing twice per sentence and you can hear the phlegm in her lungs. And, you know, in Chinese medicine, we just know that, you know, lungs have to do with grief. And I said, okay, is there something that you're sad about? She's like, oh no, I meditate every day and I practice yoga every day. I cannot think of one thing that I'm sad about. I'm like, okay. Then I, you know, then I would go into the, um, the spiritual healing part. And I told her, okay, the guides are telling me that there's someone that you broke up with that you still want to get back together. Is there such a person? And then she's like, oh yeah, like two years ago, I broke up with this guy. And I think he made a mistake because he, you know, he loves me and I love him and we should still be together. I'm like, bingo. And, you know, later she told me that she actually had nonstop runny nose for two years. It was so bad that there was actually a rash that started from the nose and went up to the eyes. And it was so funny because knowing that the root cause is actually that she hasn't let go of a boyfriend from two years ago. And, um, you know, she also had asthma and in traditional Chinese medicine, asthma has to do with kidney cannot receive chi. So I gave her a blessing of the greatest light into her kidney. And I said, okay, this light is gonna continue dry the phlegm in your lungs and whatever. Um, and of course, I'm just a hacker, right? I literally don't know what I'm doing because you know what a hacker does? It's like they type a password and says access denied. You type another password, it says access denied. So literally, I never really know what I'm doing. I'm just hacking. But at the end, you know, the cough went away. We talked for half hour and she didn't cough once. And I was like, hey, you know what? I guess we hacked the right password. And <laughs> Awesome. Oh yeah, it worked. So, so we can absolutely do things like cough or rash, you know, even um, for over the phone. Yeah, there's no limit. 
Yeah, no, I think that's that's really amazing. I was starting to learn more about the the distance, um, you know, medical intuition and and distance healing and and doing some of that spiritual work. I mean, really, God's really guiding you. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you're, you know, I think the more you're connecting with your true authentic self, which your book really gets into. Um, and so we'll talk about that a little bit more. But when you become more connected to your true authentic self, your spiritual self, your higher self, you become more connected to the source, to God. And, and I think you, you are able to bring out your gifts, whether it be healing um, or helping others. I, I think it really, truly like uplifts your gifts that much more. It does. And, you know, I just wish that people weren't so scared of darkness you know, uh, where, you know, where there's light, there's dark, right? Light is like the sun and dark is like nighttime. You know, if all we did was drink coffee all day and go, 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 like, that's not a sustainable model. We need to, that's me today. That's what I did. <laughs> we need to take off our shoes, lie down in bed and drink hot chocolate and like, you know, just, we need rest, we need nighttime. And all that shadow is, is nighttime. You know, in traditional Chinese medicine, the relationship between yin and yang, right? Yin is the blood and yang is the chi. So chi moves blood, controls blood and gives birth to blood, but the blood nourish the chi, the, the blood anchors the chi. So really, when we think about the shadow, right? The shadow is like the water, the earth, mother earth is grounding. So think about, we need to be grounded. We need to be anchored. We need to be nourished, right? You know, it's like giving ourselves the permission to be, to receive, to be nourished, you know, to be loved. And, and, and it's kind of, you know, I think just we've had so many years of patriarchy and we value success. You know, we, we value, oh, well, how much money are you making? How big is your house? What did you score on your SAT? You know, uh, but we don't, you know, we don't look at a person and be like, well, how much peace is in her heart, right? How much forgiveness or compassion, you know, like how, 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 authentic is that person like we don't ask these things that you can't see on the resume you know yeah I I totally 100% agree and I I mean I still fall into I mean, I'm always working on this on this stuff I I honestly don't have it all together myself I we always are working through these shadows and and through this darkness and I I always promote um on, on, in my membership and, and the foundations courses and all, all the program courses that we come out with is, um, a lot of meditation and, and sitting with yourself and surrendering and letting go. And, you know, I think that is one of the hardest thing for people because they, it's so hard to sit with the darkness and feel through the pain. So it's actually a little bit dangerous to sit through the darkness. And remember that I said, okay, on one side, we have love and light. I got this. I'm worthy of love, you know, wah, wah, wah. But then on the other hand, when we sit with our darkness, it's very easy to get lost in that dark tunnel. So what's important to do shadow work is to not do it alone. That, that's really, really important, you know, to, when we have to face our grief, our fear, our shame, you know, our anger, all of this stuff that we don't do it ourselves. So there's three ways to safely do shadow work, okay? Um, one is, you know, with a traditional talk therapist. Because, you know, the talk therapist is able to listen to you and hold space for you. Um, and then the second is in a group setting. And we plan to have, you know, like a group uh, Zoom so that everybody, you know, because, you know, in my book, there is 10 shadows. So every week we would have 
kind of like a book club, you know, with, okay, everybody talk about your greatest fear. And then, you know, we'll go around the circle and everybody can share their fear and everybody can share their shame. And so, you know, for each week, there's a specific topic and group is so powerful. The first time I sat in a group to talk about shame, um, I've never done that exercise before. And what I realized, the facilitator had us say, okay, uh, write a list of your top five shame. And then, you know, one of my shame is that I've had an abortion. And then she's like, okay, if you've had an abortion, raise your hand. And then there was something like five out of 24 people had an abortion. And that is so such a gift because you really recognize, hey, you know, what I have a shame of is actually what makes me connect to other women, right? So, you know, some people are like, I have stolen money or, you know, I have cheated on my husband or whatever. No matter what the most terrible thing you think you've done, somebody else in the world has done it, okay? So the power of group healing is that you can look in the room and be like, oh yeah, all these other people also raise their hand because they also have shame about this. And then the third safe way to do shadow work is if your spiritual channels are open and you can do it, you know, with the spiritual guides. And, you know, I'm lucky to have the spiritual channels open. And that's how I wrote the book is I did the shadow work mostly with my guides, but I'm really happy to work one-on-one -on -one with people to do the shadow and also in a group setting. So uh, if, people are interested, they can um, follow me on social media to hear about the announcement of the next group session. And so, um, and we're going to give her website. It's all, the links are all going to be in the show notes and then also in the podcast details. Um, and so, and her website is mindfulhealingheart.com. And so you'll also be able to find everything there. She's got lots of services too. Um, but this, this work is super important. And it's interesting you say that about the group um, group therapy in a way. I, I haven't done that. I think that's something I definitely want to try one of these days. Um, cause I, I, I've never felt comfortable in a huge group talking about a lot of my issues that I'm working through, you know, right now, but it, it would be interesting to connect with other people. I think that's an interesting way to see it. So another secret way of healing in a group, Anna, is even if you don't personally say, like, let's say, oh, I'm not ready to tell the world that I have this. But if somebody else in the group say it, then you're like, oh, you know, that's me, that's me. So, you know, like, let's say there's a group of 24 people, right? If one person says, you know, I've had an STD or whatever, then even some people, they don't say I have an STD, but like they, they, they in vibrationally, they're like, they're still receiving the healing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So in some ways it's much more powerful than individual therapy, right? Because you have like 24 people sharing what they're ashamed about. So if somebody is ashamed about having an abortion and you're too ashamed to share that, well, when they're sharing, you can heal by listening to their story and you can heal by watching how the whole group just pours love and compassion to another person. And I think that a lot of people are like, whoa, am I going to go there? But like, it's really it only takes one person to come up with vulnerability. And then that energy is just infectious. Suddenly it becomes a safe place and everybody, you know, can do it. And I, I really do think it also has a lot to do with the facilitator. You know, if the facilitator is the first one to be vulnerable, right? Like I already told you all of my stuff in the book, like, you know, like, I don't know what, I didn't miss, leave any shadow out, you know? Um, so- No, you didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. very bare. Okay. Yeah, Wide very open. bare. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I also make myself such a safe place that when people 
talk to me, they just feel like, oh yeah, like nothing I can tell her is going to make her judge me because literally she's already told me like all her deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I love. I, I think that's, that's why I just loved it. Cause it was just so honest and raw and all of this, all of us go through this. And I, I think it's just so important how you also organized your book in a way that you just prescribe all these chapters in a lot of our, our shadows that we've had to deal with throughout life. And we do, each one of us has at least dealt with one or few of these that you talk about in your book, grief, anger, shame, fear. I mean, our ego, you know, getting in the way, um, pride. I mean, all this that we have to deal with on, in a, our relationships at school, at work, I mean, everywhere. So uh, it was just a book that just hit home. And I, I thought it was just amazing. And I, I really, really, I'm just going to hone in on this comment is that for everyone listening, I really encourage you to go get this book. I have not seen a book like this before. I've read a lot of, you know, spiritual books. I've read a lot of self-help books. I've read a lot of healing books. And, you know, this was the one that really just spoke to my heart and my spirit and, and really just, it actually even made me realize something, um, Winnie, that, uh, maybe we can even talk about right now. Um, I've been dealing with this um, chronic pain. I I had it a few years ago. I, it's really a lot less than it was. Oh my gosh, it was excruciating, full body pain. Right? I had um I developed this uh, shock from um, uh, mandatory influenza vaccine. Um, mm. You know, in the healthcare world and. And then all of a sudden I developed, I didn't know this. It was years after figuring it out. It was always October and I got it, um, a day, um, or the day of the influenza vaccine. And I I always chalked it up to something else. And I just get this full body excruciating bent over vomiting, you know, pain, um, everywhere in my body. And then come to find out, you know, it's post-vaccine, um, shock and, and post-vaccine neuropathy, neuropathic pain, all this stuff. And I was so angry. I was so angry and, oh, just so angry at the institution, angry at the healthcare system. I mean, um, and, and immediately when I, after a few years and I finally got help and the medical team was like, no more, you know, vaccines, um, I started on a medicine, you know, multiple medicines actually, and I've weaned myself off of it over time. I've gotten acupuncture. I've, I'm doing meditations. I work with a spiritual mentor. I'm doing my medical intuition. I meditate an hour every day, you know, um, really trying to work through a lot of this shadow work. And I still have this pain and, and, um, I, I just, things started coming to me when I was reading this book and kind of associating my pain with some of the situations that are going on in my life. And I'm like, man, you know, what if I do take the leap <laughs> just from reading this book? <laughs> yeah. So I hope you don't mind, but I checked in and released for you. So the blockage is right here. Um, it's between here and here, but like just here. So I was just doing some tapping to help you release that. And, you know, I have actually treated tons and tons of post-COVID vaccine reaction symptoms, and all of them just take like one session, and it's really incredible. What I tell people is this, you know, my stance on vaccine is it doesn't matter if you believe in vaccine or if you don't believe in vaccine, but if you're going to get it then you better be very grateful that you're getting it, you know? So the day that I get my COVID vaccine, I'm, I do this. Really, really love my vaccine. Really, really love my vaccine. Really, really love my vaccine. Really love my vaccine. Really love my vaccine. And I literally sing for half an hour before I receive the vaccine. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you believe the vaccine is good or not good, works or don't work. But if you're going to take it, you got to love it. Okay. Because if you go in with, I don't want to take the vaccine, your body will fight the vaccine. It will generate an allergic reaction to the vaccine. And I have had 
women who started bleeding every day. I've had women whose one breast just swollen up. You know, I've had people with palpitations who go to ER because of the vaccine, but all of them is just one session. I just tell them, okay, do you want to be right about the vaccine or do you want, just want to all the symptom to go away? And they said, I just want all the symptom to go away. I said, good. Okay. So you better start loving the vaccine because the vaccine is already in your body. So start singing to it. And I literally <laughs> sing with my clients and then they leave and it's fully integrated in their body. So that's funny because, so I think it was a couple, when it first started, I went to a medium um, she was actually the mayor of Lawrence, Kansas. And so that's how she did her, um, her work as a mayor was she got, she downloaded, you know, from her spiritual guides. And that's how she decided she made her decisions in, in the city. And she said, she said the same exact thing. She said, you know, it, it, it was because I think it was mandatory. And I think it was, it was not my choice. I always like everything being a choice. So I'm wondering if, yeah, that is the, the reason. So that's interesting. You say that. I think that really resonates with me. Yeah, it's really funny how that works. It's kind of like once you decide to eat it, then you got to love it. And the same <laughs> thing applies to brownies, mac and chips, you know, whatever, like pizza, hamburger. Once you, you said, I'm going to eat it, love it. The worst thing you can do is, you know, eat cheeseburger and and shame yourself. Oh, you're going to get fat when you eat this, or, you know, it's going to make you feel yucky after you eat it. No, like if you're going to eat a cheeseburger, then you got to start singing really, really love my cheeseburger. Really, really love my cheeseburger. Like, you know, like, because how you receive something is, you know, how it moves in the body, right? If I yeah. say, I really love my cheeseburger or really love my vaccine. Well, guess what? Then my body's going to flow, right? If I say, I don't like cheeseburger, it's going to make me fat, or I don't like vaccine. I only do it because I have to, not because I want to, it's going to get stuck in the body. Right. right? And so that's like, kind of like, if you're going to do it, you got to go all in loving it. Okay. You know. That is such a good point. I'm not as good of a singer as you are, but I'm probably gonna have to come up with my own little thing. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. So, uh, Winnie, as we're wrapping up, um, what else, I mean, do you want to talk about that? We didn't touch base in the book and, and I mean, what else we can offer to our audience today? Yeah, I love giving people gifts. So, um, I, I periodically offer singing as a blessing. So actually, you know, the same way that we can bless our food, we can bless our vaccine, we can bless our vacations, we can bless each other. And really every time we sing for people, um, you know, we can bless each other. And if it's okay, I'd like to offer a blessing to bless you, Anna, and also all of the people who are listening. So for anybody who wants to receive a free blessing to open their hearts, all they have to do is close their eyes. And let's take three deep breaths together. Inhale. And exhale. One more time. Inhale. And exhale. One last time. Inhale. And exhale. Now silently say your name to heaven three times and then make a request. It could be lower back pain. It could be your finances, your relationships, one area in your life or one part of your body that needs healing right now. Blessing begins. Da, 
allowing this download of the greatest love to heal that one area in your body, one aspect of your life, and that's appropriate. How, how, how. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much. That felt so wonderful. How beautiful. This was such a special podcast episode. Thank you so much, Winnie. I am so appreciative of this. What a great afternoon. I want to let everyone know, um, Winnie, and you guys can all find her again at mindfulhealingheart.com and on social media at mindfulhealingheart. And don't forget to check out her book, um, Honoring Darkness. Um, it is out. Um, it's already released. I um, am so excited. I got to read the book and hope you guys all enjoy. I'd also invite you when you do get the book and you do read it, please, please help her out and write a review. It's really important um, for her to really spread this information and to spread this knowledge to everyone on the planet. And in order to do so is really writing wonderful reviews about her amazing book. So thank you all so much. And thank you, Winnie. Thank you.